Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening Wisdom for Life service. Amen. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, and in the midst of us every day. I say it all the time because it's true. If it ain't God working with us, no one is. Well, I'm just excited another day that the Lord has brought us to another week. And I'm excited about what he's doing for us, with us, and in the midst of us every day. Well, you know, so much in the world is going on around us. And I'm excited about what the Lord has been doing for each of us. I say that not lightly because a lot of people haven't received uh, different type of blessings that we had. Some people still waiting on God to make a way out of no way for them. Some of them are not trusting him at all. So I count us blessed. Today I want to talk to you about an interesting topic. Well, most topics are interesting. Um, today I want to talk to you about surrender. And it's interesting about what surrender is. Uh, that's a long way. Bow your heads with me for one moment. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you in the behalf of those in the auditorium here. Oh, with us. Those that are listening by uh, podcast, by YouTube, by Twitter, uh, Daily Gospel Network, however they may receive in this message today. I ask that you touch their lives and break yokes in their lives and meet the needs in their lives. I bind the hand of the strong man. I bind the hand of the enemy and his work from hindering them from receiving your word. I ask you to touch every liberal soul and the sound of my voice that hear this broadcast today in Jesus' name. Amen. Because without Jesus, we ain't getting nothing done. We just we are just all wasting time. In my book. That's all we're doing is wasting time. Uh well, actually it's true because the more you waste time, the more nothing gets done. So today talking about surrender. Hmm. Now that's something to think about. Now, when people are um, on a, a government watch list, a terrorist list, or a high crime list, or whatever list they have, a lot of times they make they 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 uh, 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 if they are in court and different things, they make them surrender their passport. Means surrender, they can't go nowhere outside the country. They can run around the country and act crazy. Um. But they have to surrender their passport so they can't leave the country. So I guess the government assumes uh, the law enforcement agency, agency figure, well, if they, they're still here in the country, we can find it. So that's one form of surrendering. But then we have um, different type of surrendering. Um, I want to talk to you. I want to touch on different areas of uh, surrender today. Uh, because it's important that we understand what surrender is about. Get your Bible and go with me to uh, uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Let's talk a little about surrender now. Luke chapter 9 and verse 23. And read the follow. And he said, this is Jesus speaking, and he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself 
Let me take a Miss Cross and follow me. Deny himself. I always say Denny. Deny. Deny himself. And take up his cross and follow me. Take up his cross daily and what? Follow me. Okay, let's, let's look at that verse again. And he said to them all, he said to everybody that was present, not just some people, not just the disciples, not just those folks that was around, but he said to them all, if any man come after me, let him deny himself, deny himself, and take up his cross daily and follow me. Now, that's interesting. The Lord spoke to everybody that was present. And he told them all something simple. It's really simple. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. That means surrender what you want to do. And then he said, pick up your cross. This is why I tell people there's no such thing as once saved, always saved. He said, pick up your cross, what? Daily, every single day. He said every single day. He didn't say some days. He didn't say Wednesday. He didn't say Tuesday. He didn't say Thursday. He said daily. That's where we mess up. And then he said, right after that, look at the verse, look at the verse, and follow me. Not just pick up your cross. Not just pick up your cross. But he wants you to do what? Follow him. They used to sing a song. I will make you fishes of men. Fishes of men. Fishes of men. I will make you fishes of men. Men, if you follow me. If you follow me, even talk about making men fishes of men. If they follow him, if they follow you, follow the Lord, they'll make you fishes of men. How to win souls. The Bible says he that win of souls is why. Come on, somebody, wake up. It's true. But this thing in this scripture is very unique. He told you to pick up your cross every single day. Not some days and follow the Lord. And follow the Lord every single day. And he would make you a fisher of men. Let's move on. Let's go to uh Joel chapter 2, verse 13. Joel chapter 2, verse 13. Yeah, that's for sure. So I was running across my mind about some people. When you give scriptures, they take them scriptures and go play numbers with them. Curse be you if you're doing that. The curse is on you. You gotta you gotta deal with the curse. I mean. Okay. All right, where did this scripture go? Yeah, so I'm fighting with the scriptures here. Ah, oh, this is funny sometimes. Okay, Joel chapter 2, verse 13. This is what it says. And rid your heart and not your garments. Turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repenteth him 
of the eagle. Listen to this again. And rid your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth him of evil. That's where we make a mistake. We get all religiously decked out. We get all, all hooked up and all decked out looking good, but we won't serve the Lord. We go religiously to our church and all around religious other people or act all sanctimonious, but our heart has not been clean. We have not surrendered our life to the Lord. We just surrendered our clothes. Are oh, y'all not hearing me today? We're surrendering our clothes, how we walk and we talk and how we look, but we're not surrendering our heart and our life. Look at that verse. Look at that verse. Look at that verse. And read your heart and not your garments and turn unto the Lord your God for he is gracious and merciful and slow to anger and of great kindness and repentance of the evil. But he, listen, the thing I like about it, he's gracious and merciful. So what's our problem? What is our problem of ridding our hearts, surrendering our lives to the Lord? What is our problem since God is gracious and merciful? Hmm? That's the Lord. The Lord is gracious and merciful to us. We don't deserve all of his mercies. We don't deserve all of his kindness. We don't deserve all the things that the Lord do. But the Lord is gracious to us. In regards to even though that we're not grateful to the things that he do. But this scripture here is unique because it says, rid your heart and not your garment and turn. See, that's one of the problems we have. We're not turning to the Lord. We're not turning to the Lord. We're not turning. We're turning every way. We're turning all the people. We're turning all the people for advice. We're turning all the people to make way. We're not turning to the Lord. Some people turn to their bookie. Some people turn to the casino. Some people turn to drugs. They turn to all kinds of ways and all kinds of things. But they won't turn to the Lord. But the Lord is saying that you got to rid your heart and match your garments. Your garments don't move, God. Your clothing, your top hat, your nice double-breasted dress, your $500 shoes, your fancy dress, your designer bag, and don't move, God. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me today. That ain't moving, God. God could care less about all that stuff. That's materialistic stuff that fades away. You need to invest in what's eternal. You need to invest in eternal stuff before God. That is not moving, God. With your heart. Surrender your heart to God. Surrender your life to God. Follow what the scriptures say for a change. Follow what the word of God said to read your heart and not your garment. Stop trying to impress God with your clothing and stop impressing God with your living. 
He said, be holy for I am holy. Be follow all men of holiness without no man to see the Lord and press God with your living. Stop trying to press God with your money and your clothing. Well, I spent $500 on these shoes. And the lady said, well, I just bought me a new Gucci bag for church. When church opened, I'll have my new Gucci bag, and I'm going to be looking good. I'll have my flying saucer hat on. They don't call them flying saucers, I call them. They have those big, giant hats. You can't see their head. The hats be so big, you can't see. I don't know why those women wear those hats, but to me, they're flying saucers. Maybe they got some engine on the run when they turn them on. <laughs> okay, I'm a youngster, but it's true. Sometimes I think it's got some money. They go, woo! What was it? My favorite nun, I think it was. They had a show for Oh, the flying nun. That's what reminded me of the flying nun, the show they used to have. And she had a hat on and flying through the air. That's what remind me with their hats. <laughs> That's what reminded me of. But the Bible here tells us something very important that we need to rid our heart and not our garments. You can't. You can impress me. But you can't impress God with your clothes. Amen. Since I used to sell clothing, I know nice clothing when I see it. And I may compliment you, but I'm going to tell you something. My compliment ain't nothing compared to God's compliment when you read your heart before him. When you walk before God, God can brag on you. You think God run around bragging people on the clothes they wear? You think God flipping out over you with some Gucci bag? Y'all think Lawrence suit or... Uh, uh, Bill Blast suit or one of these other uh, 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 Diana Cannon dress on or but all that stuff. I like Paul Fetter's shirts. I love his shirts. He's an online retailer. I love his shirt. His shirts are durable and they last a long time. They're not eternal. God is not going to judge me. For me wearing uh, uh, a poor Frederick shirt. God's not going to say, come on up, Heather, because you got a Diana Karen dress on. You got a Gucci bag or coach bag. Come on up, Heather, because you got your coach bag. You bought your coach bag. Now come on up, Heather, let's fellowship. He ain't no such thing. You got to surrender your life to God. Your Gucci bag, none of that stuff is going to matter. I'm not joking you. Some people think all that stuff is going to matter when they stand before God. God is not going to judge you according to what you got, how good you look. He's going to cause, he's going to judge you according to the deeds of life you live. And what you've done in your body. None of that stuff is going to matter. You can try to psych people all you want. And I've seen people come in with, I know some brothers when I was coming up. I mean, I I felt this small around them. These dudes could dress to tomorrow. And I mean, they went to church every Sunday, every time we had service. They were sparkling with, I mean, I some of them never wore the same thing twice. They had, I'm serious, they were dressing. Them dudes were GQ in church, okay? They were stepping head to toe. A lot of them were gay, I found out later. <laughs> But they were dressing head to toe. And wasn't living dirt. And that came out with a lot of them later. But they were dressing. Now, if salvation was based off of dressing, they all would have made it into heaven. 
they all would have made it up a fine cousin because they were dressed head to toe. Woo! They were stepping. Amen. So they would have made it into heaven if it was based off that. Then you have those that gave a lot of money and offering. If it was based off them giving money and offering, they would have made it in too. And then based off those that were singing in the choir, they would have made it in too because Tabernacle had the world's best singing choir, not making it up, everybody said it. They used to have the best, world's best choir. And then people sing a song like angels when they got together. However, none of that qualified for eternal life. None of None of that. You got to surrender your life. You got to rid your heart and not your garment. This is a this is a Calvin Klein jacket that I wear. It's nice and comfortable and it costs some money. You think God gonna let me into heaven because I got a Calvin Klein jacket? Yeah? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think he's gonna let me into heaven over somebody that walks before him. That's never gonna happen. That's never gonna happen. That Calvin Klein jacket isn't going to be moth-eaten and disintegrate after a while. It's not eternal. People take this for a joke. People take the gospel of Jesus Christ for a joke. They take it all, oh, whatever, whatever. But you're going to stand before God. It don't matter whether you believe in God. <laughs> That's the best part I like about God. It doesn't matter whether or not you believe in God. It's not because he's God. It doesn't matter. Okay. There's certain foods I don't like to eat, but it doesn't matter. Other people love it. Now think about that. There's certain foods that you don't like. Come on, everybody don't eat everything. There's certain foods you don't like, but however, there's other people that like it. Okay? There's other people that love it. And they're not going to stop eating it over you. I have a friend that I was talking to I said, you know, you need to stop eating all that junk. You eat more, more junk food than I do. You know, she told me I ain't never getting delivered and don't try to get me delivered. She said, I don't want to be delivered from my junk food. She's confessing. She don't want no delivered from it. And she's serious. And she said, she's not getting delivered from eating her junk food. I mean, she's going to eat her cheese in her 70s and she ain't changing now. She's not giving up her junk food. I guess she's praying there's junk food in heaven. <laughs> I don't know, babe. But this verse tells us to rid our heart, not our garment. That's the thing that we need to understand here. God is saying here, verse 13, and rid your heart and not your garments and turn. See, we ain't turning to the Lord. We looking good. We want man to see us. We want man to pat us on the back. It said, read your heart, not your garment, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is kind, he is gracious and merciful and slow to anger and of great kindness and repentant of the evil he want to do to you. What does the evil the Lord want to do to you? You already know that God is sick and tired of you and your mess. You don't need nobody to tell you. He was there, oh, this is hell. You know why? Because they live in a hellish life. This is hell, hell. Yeah, this ain't hell. You, what will happen to you dying your sins? You're going to go to hell and then return into the lake of fire with the devil and his angels. People keep saying that you're going to stay in hell forever. That's not what the scripture says. In Revelation 21 and 8, it said you're going to return into the lake of fire with the devil and his angels. 
that you're going to go from one hot place to a worse hot place forever. <laughs> it's called dipping in heat and burning the other. <laughs> you ain't never going to be free from that. But the thing here I want you to understand is that God wants you to rent your heart, not your clothing, not your money, not your success of bargain. But he wants you to rid your heart. Surrender your life to him. Give your life to him. Allow him to save you. Let's move on. Let's go to Jeremiah 10.23 real quick. Jeremiah 10.23. Jeremiah 10.23. And it says as follows. Jeremiah 10.23 says, I want you to listen to this verse. All you people out there that say, I control my life. And I do this and I do that. I want to read the scriptures to you. Verse 23 of Jeremiah chapter 10. It says, Oh Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not a man that walketh to direct his steps. Somebody's directing your steps. Amen. I'll read it again. Oh Lord, I know that it, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his step. You don't direct your own step. Either you got God directing your step or it's the devil. I know people get up and say, don't say that. I'm telling you. That's the scripture. It ain't in us to direct our own steps. Either God is directing our path or the devil. That's why you got to surrender your life to the Lord. Either God is directing your steps or the devil. It is not in us because we don't even have the power to wake up the next day. Oh, I got my alarm clock. You know how many people die with their alarm clock got all going off. Come on, who are you fooling me? It is a known fact that we do not have control over waking up in the morning. It's a known fact. It's not a theory. It's not a mystery. It is a known fact we don't have the power to wake ourselves up in the morning. Some of us have uh, the greatest uh, alarm clocks. And some people have overslept. Some people have died, caught a heart attack in their sleep. However, they just died. But this verse here tells us, I'm going to read it again. Listen to this. Oh Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not a man that walketh to direct his steps. You ain't doing it on your own. When I read that scripture, it blew me away. We think we're doing it and we're not. Amen. We think we're controlling it and we're not. Either the devil is controlling us or God is controlling us. That's why the scripture said, the Lord know the way that I take. After that, he had tried me. I'll come through. It's real good. He knows the way you're going to take before you take it. It ain't on your own. That's why you got to surrender your life to the Lord and all the Lord Jesus Christ to guide your life. Or the devil is going to guide you straight to hell, straight to the lake of fire. 
It doesn't matter if you don't believe what I'm saying. I'm just telling you the truth. It's up to you to accept the truth. It's up to you to do the truth. It's up to you to obey the truth. Yeah, that's not my job. I can't make you obey the truth. That's up to you. Amen. You have to want to obey the truth of God's word. That's why the scripture tells us that, amen, we're not doing this on our own. I'm not teaching and preaching you on my own. This is God. I got nothing to do with it. God, he don't want to give me the scriptures. He don't want to speak with me. I don't write nothing down. Let's move on. Let's go to Numbers chapter, excuse me, Nehemiah. Let's go to Nehemiah chapter 6. Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 7. I want to read that real quick to y'all. Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 7, and it says, Okay, Nehemiah chapter seven, 6, verse 7 says, And thou has appointed prophets to preach of thee at Jerusalem, saying, There is a king in Judea, and now it shall be reported to the king according to these words. Come now, therefore, let us take counsel together. Verse 8. And then I said unto him, saying, there is no such thing done as thou sayest, but thou fredgest them out of thy own heart. I'm going to read it again. And thou hast appointed prophets to preach of thee in Jerusalem, saying, There is a king in Judea, and now it shall be reported to the king. So these words, come now, let us take counsel together. Then Nehemiah, this is what Nehemiah said to him, and then Nehemiah said, Then I said unto him, saying, there is no such thing that has, as thou sayest, but thou hast fresh them out of thy own heart. This man wanted Nehemiah to surrender, rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem. He wanted him to stop what he was doing so he could come down, so he could trick him and slay him. You got to know who you surrendering your life to. Did you hear what I said? You got to know who you were surrendering your life to because now Nehemiah knew that this man was dreaming this stuff up in his heart saying that he was a king. Nehemiah was no king. He never told nobody he was a king. He wasn't trying to be no king. He got an order from the king to build that wall. But this guy came along. He was upset and jealous and mad. So now he's going to start lying on, on, on Nehemiah saying that he said there's a Nehemiah knew the devil when he seen him coming. That's why you got to be surrendered to God. So you can know the devil when you see you coming. When you see him coming, you know his words. You got to get to know who your enemy is. Who he got operating through. Oh, yeah, let me pray for those on the broadcast. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to touch every liberal soul that's watching this television broadcast right now. I should break every yoke in their life. Help them to surrender to your word. I curse everything that's not like you, oh God. Break every yoke in their lives in Jesus' name. You can visit our website, the Tabernacle of Deliverance, www.tabernacleofdeliveranceinc.org, and you can leave a prayer request. 
uh, uh, leave a testimony, or you can become a partner. We'll be updating the website again soon. God bless you. Okay, now let's move on. Nehemiah knew that this man was a liar, number one. So therefore, if he's lying, he knows the man's father is the devil because he's doing the things of his father. Amen. And that's lie. That's why you got to know who God is in your life. That's why you have to be surrendered to God so you can know and understand when the enemy comes in. The Bible said when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will rise up and stand it and fight against them. You got to know who is your enemy. You got to surrender to God. I just told you that scripture. I just told you that scripture before that we ain't doing this on our own. Either we don't know with God or the devil. Amen. One of the two is controlling us. There's only two powers in this world. Good and evil. There's no in between. I know y'all, some of y'all heard of what they call a good witch. There's no such thing. Either they are witch or they're not. There is no such thing as a good witch. She's a, she's a white witch. She's a black witch. She's a green witch. A witch is a witch. And the Bible didn't, never said nothing good about him. When you put God first, he'll put you first. Amen. That's why we need to make sure that our lives are surrendered to God. That we're really, really, really walking with God. Not tricking and jiving. Not jiving around. Not playing church. Playing religious. People, people basing their salvation on the name of the church they go to. I go to Holy Tabernacle. I go to St. John's Church of God in Christ. I go to this body. I go to First Temple of Deliverance. I go to this body, my pastor's dead body. Well, beloved, 30 years ago, I, I, 35 years ago, 40 years ago, I had a pastor that was worldwide known, respected all over the world. He's dead. He went on to be with the Lord. But my salvation was never based off of him. Amen. While Apostle Washington lived, people worshipped him, idolized him, and he kept telling him, I don't know what you're doing. Your eyes are supposed to be on Christ Jesus. With famous preachers today, they do the same stuff. They worship these people. They won't seek God for themselves, and some of them preachers don't even tell you to seek God for yourself. They just come up with all their eloquent words. Eloquent words don't say dirt. The Bible said you should know the truth and the truth will make you free. Therefore, if the Son of God shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. The Son of Man make you free. You're going to be free indeed. You got to surrender yourself, your life, your time to God. Allow God to work with you. Allow God to minister with you. Romans 6.13. Let's go there. Romans 6.13. Let's go there real quick. Romans 6.13. Romans 6.13, and it says, Neither yield your, your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Let me read it again. Neither yield your 
members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield your members unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instrument of righteousness unto God. He's also talking about your sexual parts of your body, about uh, surrendering the up or offering up your body to somebody that's not your husband and somebody that's not your wife. Ooh, that don't feel good, right? But it's the truth. Yielding your body members up to unrighteousness unto sin. That's contrary to everything God said. Spiritual dead folks do that stuff. Amen. Because they don't know Christ Jesus. You run around talking about you know Jesus. You singing about a Jesus you don't know. You're looking good. All you people, all you folks that's dying to get back into the church building, you upset about this pandemic outbreak. You upset about it. You dying to get back in the building. You might, you might just die trying. But you want to know something? Throughout this outbreak, God is constantly, constantly telling people, get right with me. Stop playing with me. Get right with me. Stop playing with me. Surrender your life to me. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. Stop playing games with me. I'm not a play toy. I'm not your flunky. What this outbreak has done, this pandemic outbreak has done, it has exposed cracks in many people's so-called spiritual lives. Because while they were home, they couldn't even deal with God. They didn't know how to deal with God. They didn't know how to worship God. They didn't know how to pick up their Bibles and read it. All the cracks in their so-called great spiritual life was based off a building. Amen. It was based off them going in the building, clapping their hands, looking good, shouting and dancing and carrying on. Outside that church, remember they didn't know God at all. And I'm talking about some preachers. They didn't know God. Some of them don't know what to do about their building. They got to pay for their mortgage. They got to pay for this. But they don't trust God, so they're going to worry to death. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at this verse. Look at this verse. Neither yield yourselves, neither yield your members as instrument of unrighteousness unto sin. So many young people go out there committing fornication. Amen. Preachers don't even talk about it. All they do is talk about adultery. It's okay for the kids to commit adultery or fornication because we fornicating too. You are lying wonder. You're supposed to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Not fornicate, not sex before marriage, not oral sex, and none of the nasty stuff you're doing. The Bible says, sanctify yourself. And the very God of peace are coming and sanctify you completely. Whoa. We got to do this God's way. When we do it God's way, we'll get God's results. Until you do it God's way, you're not going to get the real results. I don't beat around the bush. Look what this scripture says. It says again in Romans 6.13, it says, Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield your members unto God 
as those that are alive, yes, Lord, from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. The Lord just wrote a scripture to me. It said that women are living pleasures are already dead. That's what the scripture says. Women are living pleasures of sin and of fornication and of adultery. Showing your body online. Talk about I'm making me some extra money. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna send her some sex videos and, and I'm gonna send them me stripping. You are already dead spiritually. Amen. Oh, I didn't forget you guys. I'm talking about you too. You're doing the same thing. You think I don't know? I've had young guys send me text messages. Uh, that's why one messenger service I no longer use. I've had young guys send me messages, uh, uh, instant messages of wanting to hook up with me. I'm like, you don't even know me. What are you talking about? He wants to hook up with me. He's some of them was 16, 15 of them. Crazy. I'm serious. I've had these things happen. This is why we have to do righteousness. Preachers today are no longer respected. They do all this nasty stuff. Amen. And I've heard one, I've heard one preacher get up and tell the people it's okay for them to masturbate and all kind of stuff. My mouth dropped open. If I was able to go through the screen, I would have went through and smacked about a hundred times. What kind of mess is that? The Bible tells us to render ourselves and to run surrender ourselves unto God, not unto sin, not unto uh, be instruments of unrighteousness. When you look at the scripture in Romans 6, 13, it tells you how to surrender your life. Amen. It says, I need your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yet yield your members as unto God, unto God as those that are alive from the dead. Listen to what it says, as those that are alive from the dead. You, your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Amen. It's, it's just something to think about. People are not being told the truth, so they do it, whatever. But I want to say this. Even though I hold all the preachers that's not telling the truth accountable, and God will hold them accountable as well. It is our sole responsibility. I want you to listen to this. It is our sole responsibility to take care of our own soul. We got smartwatches, tablets, uh, 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 smart glasses. You got it all. In fact, they even got one computer that you can have a uh, pop up in your car and you can just press it. And I'm not talking, I'm talking about this. It's not under nothing. It's like a, just a, a vision screen. They have it in Korea, South Korea, and China. Some, uh, some of the cars here probably get it soon. But, we are all inexcusable. You could search online for anything. I'm telling you, anything you want to know about God, you could find it. You could even go Google and find messages about me. Amen. Matter of fact, I, I was I was looking on uh, YouTube and I found one of the very first messages I did. I was well, I can't remember the brother. I was doing a service with him and I found one of the messages. We all inexcusable. We're all inexcusable. None of us, anybody over the last 30 years, they're not getting by. 
There's going to be no way that anybody over the last 30 years is going to be able to tell God, nobody never told me about you. I never heard of you. <laughs> Even the atheists mentioned God. I don't believe in God. There you go. Amen. Everybody mentioning God. It's your responsibility to find out whether or not he's real or not. And surrender your life to him. No, ain't nobody getting by. People think they're getting over, but you're not getting away with God. People leave churches all the time. They fall out with the pastor. Uh, I used to, when I was on uh, Periscope, I had a big crowd. I had a lot of people following me. I don't know where they went. Once the uh, uh, Periscope ended, and then the outrage of black, I ain't seen those folks. Except y'all that come. But I, I, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. And none of us is going to get away. None of us is going to walk by. All right, let's move on. Let's go to John 3.30. But before we do, I want to sing this song a little to you. I know some people say I sound like a frog. Gerbic, gerbic. <laughs> okay. This song is about surrendering to the Lord. It's about surrendering to the Lord. <laughs> My wife said, drink some water first. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> here's the song. I really like this song. I want you to listen to the words. Of course, you know I'm not a professional. Singer. Oh, to Jesus, I surrender. Oh, to Him. I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily. It comes in. I surrender all. I surrender. Oh, oh, to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all, oh, to Jesus, I surrender humbly at his See, I bow. Listen to this for here. Worldly pleasures all forsaken. Take me, Jesus. Take me now. Now, that song is supposed to be true. Many choirs sing it. Many gospel singers sing it around the world. But the song, the words, listen to the words. It says, all to Jesus I surrender, all to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence, listen, in his presence daily live, every day. That's why there's no such thing as once saved, all he saved, it's daily live. Then it says, I surrender all, I surrender all, all to thee my blessed Savior, I surrender all. And then it comes down to the second verse, it says, all to Jesus I surrender, humbly at his feet, I bow, not nobody else. And worldly pleasures are all forsaken. Take me, Jesus. 
take me now. This is the thing that we really fail to do. Really surrender our lives. We're wrapped up in earthly pleasures. Well, I'm, I'm serious. We're wrapped up in earthly pleasures. We want to make sure we have enough money in the bank for this. We want to be able to have the best credit cards to charge that. We want to do this. We want to do that. It's nothing wrong with having nice stuff. You need to surrender your life to the Lord. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, um, John 3 and 30, as I said. John 3 and 30 says, listen to this. He must increase, but I must decrease. This was John speaking. John was saying that when Christ came on the scene, that he needed to decrease from being seen, that Christ would be seen and be glorified. Amen. And that's what we need. We need Pastor Wells have to decrease so Christ Jesus could increase in me. That others would see who Christ Jesus is through the life that I lead. Not just my preacher. Not just my preacher. When I witness to people, I very rarely start off telling them I'm pastor. Very rarely. You know why? Because I already know most people don't have no respect for preachers. So I'll just have a regular conversation with them and I'll get God involved in a conversation. And later on, later on, I may tell them I'm a pastor. Because I've experienced many things before I was saved. And when I first got saved, with preachers doing stuff that was ungodly. Amen. I experienced these things. I've experienced. One young girl whose life was totally destroyed and turned her to prostitution through a pastor. Don't come telling me our preachers are right. But that ain't true. You're never going to get me to believe that. It was hard to talk to her. She was deeply wounded on, in her, on the inside because of this. People made fun of her when they seen her, but they really don't know what was going on and where she came from and how hurt she was. I don't know whatever happened to her. We got to surrender our lives to the Lord, for real. Not pretend. Not pretend, not faking, but for real. Amen. Really surrender our lives to the Lord. We would have mean something to somebody else. Leave a legacy of righteousness instead of bad stuff. I'm not going to live forever on this earth. I'm going to get my 70 plus years. I'm going to get at least 85. I'm going for bro. I'm going for you. I'm going to get mine. You got to read the scripture. However, if the Lord come before that, I want to make sure I go with him. I don't want to be here after he's gone. <laughs> but we got to live a life that simplifies what we say. We got to rebuke this flesh and live godly before God. Ask him to help us live right. I'm serious. You got to ask God to help you live right. You got to ask God to control your tongue. You got to ask God to come into your life. You got you got to ask him. He said, whosoever will, let him come. Ask what you will. That's what we mess up. We, we want flesh. Look at this verse. Verse 30 said, 
He must increase, but I must decrease. Jesus Christ must increase in your life, and you must decrease. The more Christ you have in your life, the more blessed you'll be. Amen. The more flesh you have in your life, the more problems you'll constantly have to deal with on your own. When you are on your own doing it yourself, you are going to be the one that is going to have to struggle to fix everything. I don't want. I don't want to live like that. I'm not going to tell you that everything's been peaches and cream with me because it's not true. I've walked into many brick walls. I was frustrated over a lot of different things. I was at one time, but I learned. The song said I learned how to live holy. The song said I learned how to live right. God's mercy and grace has been with me, and I'm grateful. That's why I'm telling you, get his mercy and grace, because I know it's real. Amen. Now I ain't talking about being religious. That, 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 that. From a young guy, I was never really interested in religious stuff. I really wanted to know if God was real. I'm telling you the truth. I was never really interested in um, uh, why I left going to church when I was a teenager because it didn't seem like nothing was really happening. It didn't seem like God was there. It didn't seem like God was even interested in them. I didn't want to be bothered. I really want to know if God was real. It was more religious mumble jumbo. I went to a tent revival. And uh, I heard this man preach. Oh, that man could preach. That was Pastor That man could preach to tomorrow. And he lived with his. I was 18 years old when I got saved. And I've been saved all these years. One day at a time. Learning who God is. You got to surrender your life. The more you learn about God, the more you surrender your life. It's not all in one day. That's why John said, I must decrease. I got to get out of the way. I got to get out of the way so God can live through me. But if I stay in the way, I'm not going to receive God's blessing. I'm not going to receive God's blessing. I'm not going to receive God's blessings on my life because I am in the way. Let's move on. Let's go to Galatians 2 and 20. Okay, now Galatians 2 and 20, I want you to listen to this verse. Galatians 2 and 20 is an interesting verse. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Let me read it one more time. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. The life and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. That's what that scripture says. I am surrendered to Christ. I'm crucified. Don't you know Christ Jesus surrendered his life to go to the cross? 
He didn't have to. We could call out Legion of Angels or swipe everybody out easy. One a blink of an eye. Even let them know that I call out angels. I call out legions right now. Ain't no big thing. But I came here for a purpose. Now I must complete my purpose. Amen. So Paul was saying he was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, he lived. But not him, but Christ that lived through him. You got to surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And let the life that you now live in the flesh, you live in by faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, who died on the rose from that cross. He's not on the cross anymore. Everybody run around big cross around their neck. Jesus ain't on no cross. Jesus not hanging on no cross. I don't know where y'all get that from. That's nothing about uh, idolatry. Worshiping of statues and all that. Jesus ain't on no cross. That man is sitting on the right hand of his father. I don't know nothing about being on no cross. I don't know nothing about those parents, Mary, St. Mary, and Matthew, and Mark. That's all lies. You do it God's way, you get God's results. You do it man's way, you're going to get man's results. I am crucified with Christ, Galatians 2 and 20. I is telling you, I am crucified with Christ. I have surrendered my life to Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. You got to get Christ in your life. You got to get Christ in your life. And a life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He didn't have to. He didn't have to, but he did. He gave himself that we might be free from the bondage of sin. We could surrender our lives to him and not be surrendered to the devil and his works. Not popular, but true. You know what? A lot of people get confused or bewildered over the subject of good things. There's a scripture in the Bible that says God has given us all things to enjoy. There's nothing wrong with having a nice car. Nothing wrong with having a nice house. It's what your, your, your motives are. You want to impress people Oh, you want to get where you got to go. You want to live comfortable in your home. You got to know why you doing this. What the motivation is. Is it to glorify God or to glorify yourself? You really, you really honestly do. You got to know what your motivation is. Why are you doing what you're doing? Are you doing it to glorify God? Or are you doing it to glorify you and the devil? I might as well just tell the truth. The flesh is about the devil. He loves pampering the flesh and making the flesh feel yum yum. Man, it's just the truth, you know. You just tell the truth the way the truth is. Truth don't always make you feel good, but it's the truth. Being crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, but not I, but Christ liveth in me. We got to get Christ on the inside. We got to get Christ on the inside. We got to get Christ Jesus on the inside. We need the power of God to overshadow us and to overtake Amen. us and. Oh my goodness, we need God. We really, really sincerely need God to get involved in our lives every single day. 
Let's move on. Let's go to John 4 and 7. John 4 and 7. Say John 4 and 7. I always use the King James Version Bible. I don't know about everybody else. John 4 and 7 says. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. James 4 and 7. I'm reading from the wrong place. It's James 4 and 7. I know something wasn't right there. James 4 and 7 says. Listen to this. Submit yourself, therefore, uh, to God and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I'll read it again. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's not nice, right? That's not nice. The devil is going to resist you. Oh, you got to do the first part. You got to surrender your life to the Lord. Amen. You must first surrender your life to the Lord and then allow him to guide you. You see, the Bible says when the spirit of truth, he'll lead you and guide you in all truth. He'll keep you from getting tangled up and stuff. The Lord will help you and keep you from being tangled up in all kind of crazy stuff. But the question comes, do you really want to be kept from the enemy? Now, no man is above temptation, but the question is, do you want to be kept from the enemy? Okay, look at the verse again. Let's look at the verse one more time. Look what it's saying. Submit yourself. This is something you have to do. Submit yourself, therefore, to who? To God. Then he says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Because the devil doesn't hang around God. Can't do that. They don't get along at all. They don't hang out together. They don't get along together. They don't sit down and have a cup of coffee together. They don't get along. I have some people I don't deal with on no terms in life anymore. Nope. Not going to happen. I'll pray for them. If they need food, I'll give them money for food. But we're not hanging out together no more. That's over with. That's done with. You have to submit yourself unto God in order to receive God's protection. That's why people make a mistake. I'm constantly, constantly telling people, going to church can't save you. I keep telling people that all the time, going to church can't save you. It has no saving grace. It has no saving power. And people don't believe me. They think it's a joke. I'm telling them, I'm making this up. They think, well, I go to church every Sunday. I know I'm saying going to church every Sunday or whatever day the church open can't save you. Cannot. You got to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, who died and rose on the third day. Went to that cross and shed blood and rose on the third day and sitting on the right hand of God. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you don't have salvation, you have religion. Oh, that sounds nice, right? I got religion, I'm religious. So what? 
I believe in God. Okay. The Bible says the devil believe in God and tremble. The devil does believe in God. You've been there. He knows. You ain't psyching him. He already know. You got to get to know. He don't want you to know because he can never get that pleasure back. That's what people don't understand. People think the devil's dumb. No, he ain't dumb. He's a very smart individual. No, I ain't giving him no glory. I'm just telling the truth. You're the one that's dumb, but you don't know the facts. When you get to know God according to this Bible, get to know God according to his word, you'll see what I'm talking about. Everybody have all these dreams and visions about God. Oh, I seen God. I seen this. I went to heaven. <clears throat> then when you mention the Bible to them, they can't turn. They have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know what God they want to see, but God honors his word above his name, and his name is written on earth. You got to surrender your life to the Lord. This is what this message is about. Surrender your life. Everybody being religious, who cares? <laughs> As I said in the beginning of the message, you could dress up, have a Gucci bag, Finny bag, Calvin Klein bag, or whatever fancy clothing label designer in your country. It may cost big bucks. You may dress better than everybody in your neighborhood. You may drive the best car. You may have the best job. You may live in the best home. It does not consist to eternity that you are going to obtain eternal life through it. It is not a possession to eternal life. Your fancy clothes, your PhD or THD or whatever you are, a doctor, a lawyer, whatever you may be, you're not going to heaven because you're a doctor or a lawyer. Jesus said it simple. You must be born again. <laughs> what I like about that, he didn't say you might be born again. He said you must be. He didn't say you must join the church. You must become part of the ministry. Just imagine if I told everybody, y'all got to become part of the tabernacle deliverance ministry to go to heaven. <laughs> God would laugh at me big time. You must be born again. You must be born of the spirit of God into the family of God. Being religious is not going to do it. I keep trying to get people to understand that being religious can't save you. Oh, being religious is uh, kind of nice in a sort of sense. Being religious because it makes you look uh, glorious and stuff. Y'all all know how to, uh, some of the rabbis and some of the uh, pastors and bishops, they wear the big thing hat on their head. Some of them walk with a staff looking all holy, boom, 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 boom. But check this out. If they had to go to the bathroom, they're going to throw that down and run to the bathroom just like I would. <laughs> they're going to be holding that. I got I to gotta go. I got to go. That's just religious formality. It has nothing to do with eternal life. None of them ain't wearing a hammer and breastplate. I mean, come on. Let's get this right. We must surrender our lives unequivocally unto God. We must surrender our lives and allow Christ to live through us. That's why the scripture is saying that I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live not I, but Christ that liveth in me. It says, submit yourselves in 4 and 7 of James. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. 
and resist the devil and he will flee. You've got to submit yourself to God first. Amen. It said, draw not a God and he'll draw in you. You're not you. He didn't say you take one step and God is taking one two. No, he didn't say that. I think we just, I think today we're just a bunch of religious jacked up people, totally messed up in the head. See, what happened is a lot of people are basing their salvation off of their parents. Well, my parents said this. My mother said this. My rabbi said that. My doctor, oh, forget all that. Listen to this song one more time. <clears throat> oh, to Jesus, I surrender. Oh, to him. I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender. No, I didn't know. Notice the song didn't say, all to my pastor, all to the bishop, all to my mother, all to my father. They ain't say none of that. It's an all to Jesus. I surrender. Personal. That's what I'm trying to get people to understand. Salvation is personal. It has nothing to do with other people. I don't care if there was 5,000 people watching this broadcast right now. It's personal for each individual. Everybody must be born again. Let's move on. Let's go to Luke 14.33. We just about finished. Luke 14.33. <clears throat> Look at that verse. I want you to look, look and listen to this verse. Luke 14, 33 says, So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he haveth cannot be my disciple. I'm going to read it again. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he haveth, he cannot be my disciple. Now, this is the Lord speaking. He's not talking about pastor speaking. He's not talking about bishop speaking. Dr. So-and-so, mama, papa. He said that he who forsaketh not all that he have is surrender all to the Lord. He cannot be the Lord's disciple. I've heard people, I've heard people say, I'll never forgive so-and-so. They can never be the Lord's disciple then. You see, some people have been sexually abused, mentally abused, physically abused, and they will never forgive the person. You can't do that. You got to forgive them. You don't have to be around them, but forgive them for your own eternal sake. Forgive them. I don't care what they do. They don't ever have to repent. They don't ever have to get right, but you got to get right. 
You say, well, why should I forget that? Because you want to get eternal life. You don't want to be lost hating nobody. Yeah, they damaged you. Yeah, 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 they damaged you. But you got to forgive them. You have to forgive them. Now, God's not going to forgive you because Christ went to Calvary and died that you might be free from that hatred. Look at that verse again. Luke 14.33 says, So likewise, whosoever he be of you, that forsaketh not all that he haveth, he cannot be my disciple. He cannot be my disciple. This is the Lord speaking. I'm not talking about joining some cult where the people tell you you can't see nobody, you can't talk. Now, I ain't talking about that matter. I'm talking about this is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking. That if you cannot forsake all that you have, all that bitterness, all that animosity, all that hatred, I can't stand them. I hate them. I can't stand them. I hate them. You're never going to be a disciple of Christ. You can get all, you can read your Bible backward, forward, sideways, crossways, know every scripture in the Bible. You still will never be a disciple of Christ. Sorry. Never. Until you forget. And I'm going to tell you something right now. There are millions of people in that state. Do you hear me? Millions of people in that state, they won't forgive people that wrong them. You lend money to people and they never can pay it back. Then it causes a man of massive iniquity and you had bitterness towards them. Forget it. Take it as a grain of salt. You gave it to them, but don't lend them more money. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Don't be lost over nothing. No, come off. It ain't worth it. I remember Brother Oliver told me one time, he said, you best you just give them the money. I didn't understand why he was saying it. He said, it's just best that you give it to them. Then say you lend it to them because you're going to fall out with them. It's going to something gonna happen if they can't pay you back on time. And it's true. You have to forgive. You have to surrender your life to the Lord. The Lord is not going to accept you what you hate him. See? He's not going to accept you with you hating people. I don't care what country you're in. I don't care how bad your dictator is. I don't care how bad your president is. You can't hate these people. You got to pray for them. They do despitefully unto you. You got to, you got to forgive people. I, I'm not saying it's easy. But beloved, if you want eternal life, you have to forgive. You have to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. You have to forgive people. You have to be the one to forgive them. They don't have to forgive you. They're probably not even thinking about being saved. But it's you that want to be saved. You have to forgive them of the wrong that they did. The Bible tells us to leave out, give out the old and go get things right with people. But I, I, I think about, I always think about the young man. When I was younger, um, he was in a program called Job Corps, and he lived in my building. And I happened to be passing by, and they were talking about how he got killed on a job. And I'm like, I was like terrified. I'm like, oh my gosh. I could not even ever remember ever telling that young man Jesus loved him. Did you hear what I said? That bothered me. 
We just, I seen him in that building and stuff, but I could never remember ever telling him that Jesus loved me. That always bothered me because I, I can't remember ever telling him that Jesus loved him. It may look like nothing to you, but it's something to me because I could not remember if I took the time when I walked by him in the elevator or talking with him to say, Jesus loved him. That bothered me and he got killed. It's too late. He was somewhere in some other country uh, doing that uh, job call thing and somebody stabbed him to death. He was a young guy, too. I think back then, even in his early 20s. We got to forgive people. We got to be godly. We got to be righteous. We got to surrender our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. you know, I'm here in America. I don't know where some of you guys are at. And I'll tell you this much. You must be born again. You must accept Christ as your personal Savior. God is, there is no distance with God, with righteousness and holiness. There's no distance with eternal life with God. I'm blessed to have those of you that come into this broadcast from wherever country you're in, because I can't tell what country you're in. However, I do know that Jesus loves you and cares for you more than anything. But we all must repent of our sins. We must all surrender our lives to the Lord on a daily basis. This is just something we all have to do. I watch other TV preachers come online. Some of them are striving to do God's will. Some of them are not. Some of them don't care. They just want dollars. Some of them pour their hearts out before the people, trying to help them, get them on the right track, get them in tune to God. I encourage you to serve God. I encourage you to walk with God on a daily basis and be obedient to his word wherever you are, whether you serve God secretly or whether you could, you got to go in a corner and read your Bible, out into the mountains to read your Bible and pray, do what you got to do, serve God. If anybody watching this broadcast right now that don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, let's pray right now. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart and my life as my Lord and my personal savior. Lord, I thank you for dying on the cross and rising on the third day. I thank you for saving me and coming into my life today in Jesus name, amen. It's really a simple prayer. If you believe it, Christ will come into your life. You see thunder online, that's up to you. But you could also email us or you can visit our website, thetabernacledeliveranceinc.org and leave a prayer request. Or you can leave a testimony. And uh, the next Sunday, I'm going to give you all the email address uh, for the uh, for your, your prayer request. I can't remember off the top of my head. But listen, you can make it. You can walk with God effectively, soundly, and you can surrender your life and go help somebody else surrender their life to the Lord. Amen. Set an example to somebody else. You don't have to give up. You don't have to be discouraged. The devil is a lie. You don't have to be discouraged. God loves you. He cares for you more than anything. The blood of Jesus be applied to your lives today. That Christ Jesus will glorify himself in your life. And you'll be able to walk at peace with him. 
Now listen, you can come and catch us on Wednesday night Bible study at 8.15 p.m. on Wednesday night Eastern time. We are, we are on uh, Sunday service. We start at 5.15 Eastern time. That's American Eastern time. I don't know where you're at, but um, I'm glad you came. But listen, I'll see you Wednesday night or next Sunday. Remember, surrender your lives to the Lord. It's not too late to get in tune with God and receive all he has for you.